the people of China have finally had enough. We'll show you that tonight, but it's probably not going to go so well. Smart cities or not so smart cities? You might not want to live in one. Facial recognition is swinging into full gear. Sadly, it's coming in in a country whose leader is a complete Nazi moron. So that just can't possibly go well. And good things come in sevens. We got that for you tonight, too. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. I am that guy. This one. And, uh, yeah, we are live again. It's Monday night. Happy Monday. It was a public holiday here in Malaysia, uh, so declared by our brand-new PM, Anwar Ibrahim. And, uh, yeah, so everybody had a day. Well, most people had a day off today. And uh, I didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> I completely wasted my day off today. So, But that's, that's kind of what day off, special days off are supposed to be, just to... Kick back, relax, and uh, waste it. Yeah, why not? Um, we are live on Rumble.com, of course, our main channel. We're also live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch.tv, wherever you may be enjoying the show. Thank you so much. Be sure that you click that follow or subscribe button. If you have not yet signed up for a free Rumble account, please do that. It's a fantastic uh, site full of all kinds of incredible videos, not just political right-wing stuff. It's got cooking and sports and finance and blogs and vlogs and podcasts and and this show. So it's a free account. You don't have to be posting videos. You can if you like. You start your own channel. But uh, you can just go there, sign up for You don't have to have an account, but it's easier to subscribe to the channels that you like. And hopefully one of those will be this one, the Jay Sheldon Show. So thanks for that. Appreciate it. We get more views over at Rumble than, uh, yeah, it's been growing exponentially. It's doing really well. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. All right. And what else we got? I know we need to update you on our very favorite little furry friend. Miko Update. <laughs> yeah. The Miko Update. Well, as we teased in our last show... Miko's cycle, uh, Miko's cycle, for the most part, is done. It's over. Gone, busted, the end. And so yesterday, what she hates most, almost of all, it was bath time. And uh, we usually just give her a bath by stripping off our clothes and jumping in with her and sitting on the edge, and, and there you go. So, uh, yeah, this was her. She's not terribly happy about the whole process. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, we bring her downstairs and put her up on the table with the towel and give her a uh, a blowing off and a uh, brushing. And uh, and then yesterday, of course, she had to sit for a few beauty poses once she was done. So uh, there she is in all of her glory and fluffy white and fluffy clean. So, yeah, she's doing really well. She's doing great. Uh, had a couple of good walks today. Got her first bath in what I think it was a month since she had her last bath. So uh, she's doing well, and she's eating me out of house and home again. So that's good news. Miko's update brought to you by BarkBox. What's BarkBox? It is a monthly subscription service for your dog. 
you'll get a couple of treats, a couple of dog toys, really cool toys, and a dog chew every month. And each month is a different theme based on what time of year or what holiday it is. They only ship to the U.S., U.S. territories, and Canada at the moment. Sorry, rest of the world. They promised me they're working on it. We'll see what happens. If you want, you can get one of those forward shipping services, or maybe you got a friend in the U.S. who could send it to them. They'll send it to you, something like that. But uh, yeah, check it out. Our link, uh, The link is in our show notes tonight. It's a top link. And uh, it's easy to remember. Barkbox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O. If you use that link, you will get a free extra month when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. You can just sign up for one month. Trust me, once you get one BarkBox, you'll want more. But that's okay. Go back in, sign up again. If you get six months, you'll get seven with our link. For 12 months, you'll get 13. So you get an extra month for free when you use our link, BarkBox.com slash Miko. Customer service beyond belief. Something doesn't sit right with you. You don't like something. They will absolutely guarantee they'll make it right. They will fix it. Uh, they've got all kinds of great offers. You can customize for a small, medium, or large dog, and that will determine the size of the toys and the treats that they get, the chews. And also, of course, um, if your dog has any allergies, you just there's a tick box on the order form. Uh, fish, chicken, seafood, beef, whatever it is, and they'll make sure that you don't get that. So, uh, yeah, fantastic group of people over there. They are wonderful folks and go out of their way to make things right. They really do care about your doggies, and uh, we encourage you to check it out. BarkBox.com slash Miko is the link. All right. Well, we got a lot to get to tonight, and I'm telling you, some of the stuff that we're talking about to start is happening as we speak right now. In fact, I'm going to go to Twitter to see if I can get the latest update because it's changing by the minute here, literally. Oh, by the way, before I get started on our topics tonight, I got a cool message from somebody who didn't want me to to mention her name. Uh, But the gist of what she said was, I love your show. I don't agree with you politically, but... I especially love when you read the books at the end of the show. And that gave me an idea. If you are the sort, and you're not really caring about the topics we talk about, we spend about a half an hour talking about whatever issues and things that are in the news, things I want to comment about. So we, it, it takes about a half an hour, about 10.30. And then we get into our book. We read classic books on this show. We've done tons of them. Wizard of Oz, Willie... Uh, William the Warthog, my book. Uh, we did Winnie the Pooh, uh, Peter Pan, uh, The Little Prince, you name it. We've done so many great books. But if that's the part of the show you like, you can. if you don't want to sit through a half an hour when we're live, just go to our Rumble.com account, The Jay Sheldon Show. Search us out over there or YouTube or Facebook. All of our shows, well, not all of our shows are on all the channels except Rumble.com. Rumble has every show from the very, very beginning. But if you want, just go to there. They're uploaded. We're through with our live about 11 o'clock. And then just click on the show and move the scan bar forward till you see the start of the book. I always, up here, you'll see the little book cover come up. And uh, it's about about half an hour into the show or so. And that way, because if you are like 
this dear friend of mine who said, don't really like your opinion about political stuff and things that you comment about, but love reading or listening to your read. So you can do that. You just scan through to the part of the show that you like, which is the last half of the show. It's usually about half an hour, 20 minutes long. And you can check out uh, the book. Yeah. Uh, Easy peasy. All right. Uh, This stuff has happened. um, China is in the middle of enormous protests, which are unusual, to say the least, for China. Uh, because for the most part, people in China either don't or aren't allowed to protest. <laughs> but it's happening. It's happening right now as we speak. Uh, this is from the uh, Epic Times here. Uh, mass protest after Xinjiang apartment fire deaths sees Chinese authorities lift some lockdowns. Um Protests spread to other Chinese cities as outrage boils over. A very rare mass protests against COVID-19 lockdowns have broken out across China, including major cities. There was the horrific deaths of at least 10 people in Xinjiang's capital city of Urumqi in northwestern China. First responders unable to reach an apartment fire that was left to burn for hours because of the COVID-19 blockades. Um, Locks throughout the residential compound, they were all basically locked in and burned to death. Uh, Video footage went viral on Chinese social media before internet sensors could remove news of the tragedy. Outrage uh, happened and more districts around China announced their own lockdowns in response to surging numbers of COVID-19 infections. Protests have broken out across uh, Urumqi City. Uh, Angry residents demanding the citywide lockdowns, which lasted for three to four months, be lifted. Man, I'm telling you. Unbelievable. The people of China have had it. They ain't taking it anymore. And uh, very recently, just a short while ago, the Cavelli Group on Twitter uh, posted, reports are that international journalists and other foreign nationals in China have been detained by security forces, police, for filming or been at demonstrations precautions required i'm telling you it just gets worse i am on my twitter feed right now scrolling through uh here we go let me just show you some of the uh posts that have gone up here's a wow wuhan this is from where it all began this is from wuhan china enough is enough says jennifer with ccp's suppression I'm, this might get me in trouble, but I don't care. Jack Pro, uh, Prosobia, the CCP going to back to their old tactics of deploying plainclothes thugs to brutalize the crowds. This is in Chengdu. Unbelievable what's going on over there. Again, we're just scrolling through my personal Facebook or uh, Twitter feed because it's all over. The people posting about this left and right. Um, it's yeah. Here's another one. Protests in China, what, they aren't rare. What is rare is multiple protests over the same issue. 
same time across the country. This is from Tom McKenzie. Uh, protests below, apparently in central Beijing. Look at all those people. That is insane. And I saw, where is Jack's post again? Because Jack posted something earlier about, uh, this is Jennifer, where's Jack's? Hello, Jack, where are you? No, it's important. I got to get to it because this uh, Jack Prosobic's account. Jack, where are you? Where'd he go? Uh, he was, uh, he posted, here we go. All right, check this out. On uh, Jack, by the way, is a great follow. Jack Prosobic, uh, Prosobiec, P-O-S-O-B-I-E-C. Um, here's more. Chanting, we don't want testing, we want freedom. Hundreds of protesters in Beijing marching with blank paper as part of what is being called the white paper revolution. Look at that. Police, a CCP police dispersed a protest in Wuhan. Insane. And uh, they sh- here's Shanghai last night. Damn, look at that crowd. That's insane. And uh, earlier tonight is uh, Hong Kong taking part. He had posted, I don't see it now, but he had posted something about um, <clears throat> they were moving in the uh, special weapons and tactics vehicles. There is a picture of that awful fire. And look at this. Door completely bolted and wired shut. Unbelievable. Anyway, post. there's a the fire when it's actually taking place. When it looks like when it just started because it got a lot bigger than that. Unbelievably bad. Yeah, look at that. Wow. Ten people died in that fire. And now the Chinese people have had it. Uh, Anyway, what Jack had posted that they were moving special vehicles, SWAT-type vehicles in for crowd control and all. Uh, Chances are that Xi Jinping is in in quite a uh, bit of a sticky wicket as far as which way he's going to go with that thing. But it's a mess, and it isn't going to get any better. And follow this this story because... mm, I just don't, uh, I don't see this going well. Let's hope things change for the better. Hey, smart cities, smart cities. You ready for a smart city? You want your city to become a smart city? You might want to think again. Smart cities worldwide being turned into Open concentration camps, says ex-Silicon Valley engineer turned whistleblower. This is in our show notes tonight. It's from the Gateway Pundit. And uh, yeah, (laughs) smart cities worldwide. Aman Jabi, a native of India, an engineer who worked in Silicon Valley for some 25 years, co-inventor of two cell phone camera apps, Immigrated to the U.S. in 1988 because he admired America's culture of liberty and ingenuity. He now lives in Big Fork, Montana, and has become one of the most important whistleblowers and voices of warning about the coming beast system. His message needs to be heard by all Americans and not just Americans. 
needs to be heard by everybody. Highly recommend you find an hour during Thanksgiving weekend or part of your day. Hear them out in the video that's posted. This is in the link. Um, before you can break out of the matrix, you need to know you live in a matrix. And that involves recognizing the tentacles of the matrix that have gained a stranglehold on your life. Most of us spend too much time concentrating on the wrong things. We talk endlessly about what's going on in Washington when we have invited the beast system right into our own homes. I've done it myself. I have Alexa here in the house. I have it on my phone and I have it in uh, upstairs and downstairs. I control my lights, my air con, music, podcasts, things like that. <clears throat> I can do all that with uh, Alexa. I'm just a gadget geek. I know I do everything I can to be cautious about how I use it because I know the kind of data it's collecting. Anyway, we tend to place ourselves right on the path to destruction, lack of information or ignorance. Uh, even if you live in a red state, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Texas, uh, you will not be insulated or protected from the beast system because its claws are already dug into the infrastructure of all 50 states. We uh, have people, well-intentioned people, in the conservative movement who make their living warning us about socialists, communists. Uh, here's the hard truth. We could eliminate every single socialist from American, America tomorrow, and we would still be in a heap of trouble because the globalists already have the laws. They already have the technological infrastructure in place. The way to defeat the system is so simple and yet so difficult to understand. And one thing the writer here says I can promise you is that we will never vote our way out of it because the same people laying the infrastructure for smart cities are in control of voting systems. Remember, it's not the voter. It's who counts the votes. Mm. Anyway, this whistleblower has talked about health passports, smart health cards, digital IDs required to work, access the internet, spend money, digital wallets. I talked with you ad infinitum, ad nauseum on this show about the dangers of digital currency. Anyway, Jabby, this uh, emigrated Indian fellow, says you can deny reality, but you can't deny the consequences. The choice is simple. Choose to live as a slave in a digital concentration camp, a smart city, or as a free human being in full possession of your body or autonomy and your free will. So anyway, he's got a great interview. The link to that video is in the link in our show notes. I encourage you to check it out. Watch the video. It will open your eyes. If you live in New Zealand, <laughs> well, as beautiful and wonderful as New Zealand is, I feel sorry for you. Because you have a prime minister in New Zealand who is an absolute moron. She's proven that time and time again. The woman is a, an idiot. Well, 
One step closer, speaking of smart cities, New Zealand grocery chain to introduce facial recognition tech, invasive monitoring, tired of censorship, cancel culture, the erosion of privacy and your civil liberties, mm-hmm. supermarkets on the front line of rising trends of retail crime, our teams dealing with daily incidents of assault, aggression, theft. Facial recognition technology is one of the only tools we've identified that could help us proactively target and reduce theft, burglary, robbery, assault, and other aggressive, violent, or threatening behavior. Data shows 25% of incidents involve repeat offenders. And that's where facial recognition could help. It may be able to sit alongside our other security and safety initiatives, help to proactively identify anyone who should not be in the store, or who's a known accomplice of an offender. Foodstuffs North Island begins uh, will begin deploying the technology in 29 stores, and once the results of the trial have been analyzed, they will decide on whether to deploy it to their other stores. The cooperative has consulted with the Office of Privacy Commissioner of New Zealand on biometrics, face scanning, and data collection standards in order to address security and privacy concerns. Yeah. Basically, if your face is on that camera and it recognizes you and you're in their system, you have no privacy, whether you are an offender or not. Whether you've committed a crime or not, they have your picture. They will identify you. Next thing they do, they'll tie that to an email address. And you know what you got? You got an email inbox full of offers from the store and sales and marketing gimmicks and coupons and all the crap you don't need simply because it saw your face. All right. Elon Musk. Yeah, we got Elon back in the news tonight. Elon Musk revealing Twitter's internal Hunter Biden censorship discussions. As you know, when Hunter Biden's laptop, which was known from the beginning to be real, to be true, not to be Russian disinformation, despite what the Democrats and the left tried desperately to tell you, when that story broke in the New York Post before the 2020 election, um, it was suppressed. It was eliminated. It was deleted off social media platforms. Well, Musk is thinking about revealing the internal Hunter Biden censorship discussions. In fact, he says it's necessary to restore the public's trust. Huh. A Twitter user going by ALX wrote, Raise your hand if you think Elon Musk should make public all internal discussions about the decision to censor the New York Post story on Hunter Biden's laptop before the 2020 election in the interest of transparency. My hand's in the air. And Musk replied, This is necessary to restore public trust. The New York Post story was based on documents recovered from a laptop Hunter abandoned at a repair shop. They had the receipt, 
with Hunter Biden's name and Hunter Biden's address and Hunter Biden's signature on it. The Post suggests that Joe Biden used his influence when he was vice president to, among other things, secure business dealings with China and Ukraine for his son, which, by the way, harking back to our opening story about the protests in China, isn't it interesting how there's nothing but freaking crickets coming out of the White House about the protests in China? Yeah. Anyway, the story was published a few weeks before the presidential election in 2020. Shared on Twitter, it was labeled potentially harmful. They also blocked the content when users tried to share it. The story has been verified by mainstream media, including the New York Times, which means almost nothing. And uh, it alleged the now president held hostage a billion dollars in funds to the Ukraine until the dismissal of a... You know, that's not an allegation. There is videotape of him telling the story saying that's exactly what he did. An allegation, please. Investigating energy giant Burisma, where his son, of course, was serving on the board. So, Elon, it's up to you, man. Do it. All those internal discussions as to why and how they decided to kill the Hunter Biden laptop story back in 2020 before the election. We want to see it, Elon. Do it, do it, do it. I'm loving the fact that Elon Musk owns Twitter. Twitter is so much more fun these days. (laughs) It really is. And I love watching the left lose their lunch over the fact that people can now argue with them. People can have different opinions. It's very refreshing. I got one more. Oh, I got two more. One's a good news story, like we always end with. This, again, it's it's a theme to tonight's show. Can you tell? The invasion of your privacy. The UK is plotting to ban private messaging. I am not kidding. This from reclaimthenet.org. Check out the link in our show notes. Another major threat to civil liberties in the United Kingdom. The legislation would allow Ofcom to force tech companies to clamp down on child abuse and terror content by ending end-to-end encrypted message platforms like WhatsApp, Signal, Telegram, Facebook Messenger. At the moment, your messages, private messages, are encrypted, so only you and the person receiving it can read it. They want to stop that. UK online safety bill wants a backdoor on end-to-end encrypted message apps. Human rights lawyer Michael Ryder, in a legal opinion commissioned by Index on Censorship, said the powers of Ofcom uh, would be afforded by the bill allowing the state to compel tech companies to carry out surveillance of the content of communications on generalized and a widespread basis. They would not need prior authorization, no warrants, no court orders, before making a demand to a tech company to scan messages and therefore no independent oversight on how the regulator uses its power. Mistake! 
He added, we're unable to envisage uh, circumstances where such a destructive step in the security of global online communications for billions of users could be justified. Communications by journalists, whistleblowers, victims no longer would be safe. And it's not clear if Ofcom would make public the demands at issues or whether it would just keep them secret, which it could do. The Minister for Security told the Times the online safety bill has privacy at the heart of its, oh sure, shut up, ensures we're able to protect ourselves from online crimes. And, you know, that's always the way. Your life will be better. Things will be more convenient. It'll be easier. It's for your safety. It's for the common good. When they say it's for the common good, 99.9% of the time, it ain't. Your privacy in the UK is about to go out the window. If I were you, I would check out this link in our show notes from Reclaim the Net, find out more about it, and contact whoever your MP is in the UK. I guess you've got the parliamentary system over there. Um, It's freaking frightening. Unbelievable. All right, we got one more story to go, and then we're going to get to our book. We're doing Bambi, of course, and this is a great one. I always end with a good news story. (laughs) Good things come in seven. Oh, yeah. The world's first surviving sextuplets are getting ready to celebrate their 23rd birthday. How about that? Wow. Look at that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They were born in 1997. The first septuplets ever born to American parents, Kenny and Bobby McCaughey. McCaughey? I guess McCaughey. In Iowa. There they are. And oh my God. Look at that. That is her with all seven of the kids inside. Bam! Unique infants delivered nine weeks early all hit the headlines around the world. The new parents got a deluge of interview requests. They ended up celebrating their first birthday by making an appearance on Oprah, where they received a birthday cake. They also got to meet Bill Clinton. Wow. Kenny Jr., Alexis, Natalie, Kelsey, Nathan, Brandon, and Joel were the first set of septuplets to survive. And they kept their parents, who also had a daughter, very busy. Every day, listen to this, every day the babies needed an average of 42 bottles of milk and 52 Diapers! Whoa! The couple did receive a lot of special gifts to help them in caring for the infants. A 5,500-square-foot home, a van, a year's supply of Kraft macaroni and cheese, diapers for the first two years, a complete college scholarship for any state university in Iowa. Uh, In order to uh, save the expense of raising eight kids, the septuplets plus their existing daughter, 
uh, parents had to continue to work hard and began producing their own vegetables. Uh, Alex, Alexis rather, and Nathan, two of the septuplets, had cerebral palsy diagnosis, needed to use walkers. Nathan underwent back surgery 2005 to help him walk more easily. And since then, he's learned how to get around without a walker. Look at that. All eight of her kids there. Wow. They all attended college after finishing high school. Uh, scholarships from the exclusive Hannibal LaGrange University in Hannibal, Missouri. Uh, Brandon enrolled in the American Army. Kenny and Alexis decided to stay local and attend Des Moines Community College. And there they are today, 23 years later. Wow. Mom, dad, the existing daughter, and the sep. Tuplets, all seven of them. Wow, that is amazing. 23 years later. That's insane. That's incredible. What a great story. <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right. Cool beans. <sighs> you ready, folks? Yeah. Well, we went a little over on our, uh, our regular stuff tonight. But uh, that's okay. Uh, as we said earlier in the show, we do read books on this show, classics. They're in the public domain. You'll find them at gutenberg.org. That's where we get all our books from. And we've done The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, The Little Prince, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Alice in Wonderland, you name it. We've done so many wonderful books. Right now, I am so happy with this. This absolutely incredible. The Story of Bambi which uh, I was researching this earlier today. I looked it up. There was never another animated film made of Bambi. It has always just been the one that Disney made. I kept thinking that um, it came out in the 60s because that's when I saw it in the drive-in cinema. Not true. That film came out in 1942. Man. Unbelievable. Now, it was re-released many, many, many times, uh, including 66, which is probably when I saw it. I would have been about mm, eight years old, I think. But yeah, it was first released back in 1942. Wow. All right, we're up to chapter 17, and here we go. They stood together in the middle of a thicket in a small clearing. Gobo told them about where he'd been. Their friend, the hare, sat there too, raised his ears in amazement as he listened tensely and let them sink again in his awe at what he heard, only to raise them up again immediately after. The magpie squatted on the lowest branch of a young beech tree and listened in in astonishment. The jay sat uneasily nearby on an ash tree, sometimes screeching in his amazement. A pair of pheasants they knew had found their way there with their wives and children. They craned their necks in wonderment as they listened, drew them back in, turned their heads here and there, and remained speechless. The squirrel bounded in, moved in a way that showed he was very excited. He soon slipped down to the ground, ran up another tree or another one, and leaned back against his erect tail and showed his white breast. He can 
continually wanted to interrupt Gobo, wanted to say something, but each time all those around him ordered him to be quiet. He told them about how he had lain helpless in the snow and waited for death. It was the dogs who found me, he said. Those dogs are terrifying. They're absolutely the most terrifying thing in the whole wide world. Their throats are full of blood, their voices full of anger and without mercy. He looked round at everyone there and went on. But, well, afterward, I played with them as if we were all equal. He was very proud of himself. I don't need to be scared of them anymore because now we're all good friends. Still, though, when they start to get angry, there's a thumping in my head and my heart gets quite stiff. But they don't always mean it in such a nasty way, and as I've said, I'm their friend now. But there's no so much power in their voices. It's, it's horrible. He became silent. Go on, then, Feline insisted. Gobo looked at her. Well, back then, they would have torn me from limb to limb. But then he came along. Gobo paused. The others could scarcely breathe. Yes, said Gobo. Then he came along. He called off the dogs. They immediately became quiet. He called to them again, and they lay motionless on the ground in front of him. Then he lifted me up. I screamed, but he stroked me. He held me gently pressed into his chest. He, he didn't hurt me. And then he carried me off. Feline interrupted him. What do you mean, carried you? Gobo began to explain in detail and with some self-importance. It's very easy, interjected Bambi. Think of the squirrel, Feline. What does he do when he's holding a nut and carries it away? And now the squirrel wanted a chance to speak at last. A, a cousin of mine, he began with enthusiasm, but the others immediately insisted, Be quiet! Let Gobo carry on speaking. Well, the squirrel had to stay silent. He was cowed and bewildered, pressed his forepaws against his white breast, and turned to the magpie to speak just to him. I was saying, a, a cousin of mine, but the magpie simply turned his back on him. Gobo told them of marvelous things. It's cold outside and the storm is howling, but indoors with him, there's no wind and it's as warm as in summer. Ha! screeched the jay. Outside, the rain is lashing down from the sky so that everything is in water. But indoors, with him, there's not a drop of rain. You stay dry. The pheasants twitched their necks up high and turned their heads. When everyone outside is deep in snow, I was inside, nice and warm. I was even quite hot. And he gave me hay to eat, chestnuts, potatoes, turnips, everything I could wish for. Hay? They all asked in one voice, astonished, incredulous, excited. Fresh, 
Sweet hay, Gobo repeated calmly, and looked triumphantly round at them. The squirrel tried to squeeze in his voice, A cousin of mine, just be quiet, the others ordered. And Faline asked Gobo vigorously, Where did he get hay from? All those other things in the winter. He grows it, answered Gobo. Whatever he wants, he grows it. And when he wants, it's there for him. Faline continued asking questions. Weren't you afraid, Gobo, all the time you were with him? Gobo thought himself very clever and grinned. My dear Faline, I wasn't afraid. Not anymore. After all, I knew he didn't want to do anything to hurt me. Why should I have been afraid? You all think he's very nasty, but he's not nasty. When he likes anyone, when anyone does something for him, he's nice, lovely and nice. There's no one in the whole wide world who could be as nice as he is. Suddenly, as Gobo was speaking in this way, an elder emerged silently from the bushes. Gobo didn't notice him and continued speaking, but all the others had seen the elder and held their breath in awe of him. The elder stood there without moving and watched Gobo with deep and serious eyes. Gobo said, And it wasn't just him. It was his children. They loved me too, and his wife and everyone. They stroked me and gave me food and played with me. He broke off. He had seen the elder. Everyone became silent. Then the elder, in his calm and authoritative voice, asked, What is that stripe on your neck? Everyone looked at him and became aware for the first time of a dark stripe made up of compressed and eroded hair that went round Gobo's neck. Gobo answered the elder uncertainly. That? Uh, that's from the collar I wore. It's his collar. And yes, it, it's a great honor to wear his collar. It's... It's... Uh, he became confused and stammered. All were silent. The elder kept a sad and piercing look on Gobo for a long time. You poor thing, he said gently. And then he turned round and was gone. In the silence that followed from the disturbance, the squirrel started to chatter. You see, a cousin of mine was there with him, too. He'd caught him and locked him in, oh, for a very long time, till one day my cousin... But no one was listening to the squirrel. They all went away. Goodness. That's chapter 17. <laughs> we'll move on to chapter 18. We're getting close to the end here. Chapter 18 will be coming up on Wednesday's stream. And uh, yeah, can't wait. This book is amazing. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thanks so much. Be sure you like and subscribe and follow uh, wherever you're listening to the show. Our podcast, of course, available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, wherever you get your podcast, just look for The Jay Sheldon Show and subscribe or follow that over on your uh, favorite podcast platform. I'll see you again Wednesday night. Thanks so much for joining us. This 
is the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night.